Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, welcome to this expert interview. Today I'm so excited we're talking to Michelle Gillette, and I actually pronounced it before more French, right? Gillette. Mm-hmm. And she is just a mindfulness expert owner of Michelle Gillette Coaching in California, you're based, isn't that? Yeah, is that correct? Yep, Hermosa Beach. All right. We are actually colleagues from the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, and but you're also a certified brain health coach, breathing coach, life coach, and wow, I really feel, felt like I should just introduce you to the Healthy High Achievers community because I know that you have your own personal struggles with living or had with your living living mindfully with focus. So I can't wait to hear your expertise as all these certifications that you did and all the experience you have and the those personal experiences, right? So can you tell us a bit about what brought you to this path of mindfulness and brain health? Okay. Um, I come by it. I always say I didn't find brain health. It found me. Um, there were a lot of things that happened. Awareness of Alzheimer's um, in our family or dementia in our family. Um, one of my kids had an autoimmune disorder that affected the brain. Um, I went into a place of total brain fog when I um, it was undiagnosed at the time, but I had an autoimmune d- disorder. Um, and it's called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And I went for four years going to doctors, trying to figure out what it was. And they would say, here's some Prozac. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Prozac doesn't make your eyebrows thin out or gain weight. And, and I wanted to find out what it was without, I wasn't depressed and they kept trying to give me Prozac. And um, that's what led me to the functional medicine was that I wanted the person who would go be the, the investigator and not put a bandaid on it and, and really find out what the root cause was of these changes. I was falling asleep by two o'clock every day in the afternoon, driving my kids dozing off. And it was, so it was, it was critical. And I finally found out um, how to, what it was and addressed it via functional medicine. So that's what brought us together really as we both ended up in the same place with functional medicine. In that process, I started studying brain fog and realizing I am not the only one so that was an introduction through my, as when you're a mother and you're mama bear and you want to help your child, if they've got brain stuff going on, you're, you're, you know, that what he had was called pandas, pediatric auto neuropsychiatric disorder associated with streptococcal. So he got strep that affected his brain. And I had Hashimoto's that affected my brain. So those are physiological reasons. And so you can't go to a mindfulness class and say, okay, I'm going to do mindfulness and then it's all going to be better. So I would sit in the mindfulness classes and it didn't help. So I now, what I love to do is to combine um, or offer people, um, yes, let's use tools, mindfulness, exercise, lifestyle tools, and all of that, but let's also look at the root cause if you're not getting far enough along, right? If people are going to cognitive behavioral therapy and they're still depressed, um, while, while my business is really about going from great, you know, good to great, a lot of people do have depression and and they want to get deep, you know, delve deeper into why that might be. And they've tried a lot of things and they're blaming themselves. Like, why can't I get this right? Why isn't my focus better? And they're upset with themselves. And there might be a physiological reason. It could be an autoimmune disorder. It could be pandas. It could be food intolerances, right? It could be a brain injury. It could be a you know, myriad of things. There's a big list. It can be exposure to toxoplasmosis from a cat. So, you know, 
so many people are beating themselves up about not having the right focus and the right focus, not having being who they were 20 years ago, not understanding their aging brain and you know how to support it. So there's so much we can do on the physiological standpoint, and there's so much we can do on the mindfulness standpoint also to just give ourselves and our nervous systems that break, just give it a break and give it a, a you know a little recess and some self-soothing and reverse engineer our nervous system. So I love having the tools of, okay, I'm going to get my body in good shape, my mind body, you know, in, into good shape physiologically. And that's through functional medicine. And I love going and like bathing my nervous system and my brain in something salubrious by creating practices that help me do that, whether it be via mindfulness or vagal nerve stimulation with a little device. I, I know I shared with you that I use called Sensate. And there's just these tools. So that's a very long-winded way of telling you um, through personal struggle and with my son and myself and then watching my grandmother with some dementia, uh, brain health mattered. Like it just, I had to get, I had to get around it um, or not thrive. Yeah. So. And, and I think our stories are so alike in that sense, because me too, I had brain fog, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. Well, that's what they diagnosed me with, but there was no solution. And so the first thing I did, just like you, was learning about mindfulness, right? And start meditating. Mm -hmm. But then you see, you know, that's the first layer. That's the first step. And I love how, you know, all people in the community of healthy high achievers are starting there, just trying mm -hmm. to learn how to switch off their brains. Mm -hmm. But then when you go deeper and you feel like you, you're doing the right things, you're mm -hmm. meditating, you're trying to be mindful, but there's mm -hmm. still something there. That's mm -hmm. when you and I started digging deeper, right? And we both bumped into functional medicine and really mm -hmm. found that there's more in the body that's also linked with mood and depression and brain fog that might there might be a deeper underlying cause. So I think that what you were saying here was just such a critical point for people to think a bit further and see that it's not only your positive thinking, it's not right. only the mindfulness or having all the productivity tools in the world, which help, yeah. but there might be something else going on in your body, right? Yes. I mean, you hit on something too, because I'm Mary freaking sunshine, but, and, and I, I'm like, I'm, you do like, I use humor. I, I have all these lifestyle tools and stuff, but there's days like recently, I've just been like, wow, what's going on? And I think it's hormones. Like I now need to go look at my hormones. Like they're changing. Exactly. Um, I, yeah. So, so even though I had it right, you know, a year ago or even six months ago, now I'm like, what's going on? I'm so weepy. And I'm like, oh, maybe I need to look at hormones now. So there's mm. a doctor I just heard on an interview with um, Dr. Huber, Huberman, my, one of my go-to gurus for all things brain. Um, and on his podcast, he had a guy named um, uh, Dr. Kyle Gillette, who was fascinating podcast for anyone who's interested in looking at their hormones and either either for sexual health or for just optimal health um really good podcast on that so here's another rabbit hole right now this is where i'm going next so everyone's like why do you have all these certifications and different things i'm like because i keep meandering there in 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 my passion for wellness right because when then you find out you, okay, we did functional medicine we did life coaching so the mind shifting are there right did brain health but wow, I didn't know you could reverse engineer calm from breath. So give me that one too, right? 
I don't think I'll be an expert. I'm not going to go get a certification in, in hormones. That's way too complicated for me. But I love that we have these resources and now we have this ability, right, through podcasts like yours and and, and so many other people that it's just there's no barrier to entry for the information. So um, and the other thing you said, too, is this this is yours are for higher high achievers. So my former um, career was I was the senior VP of a hedge fund. And I would often, you know, I stopped up when I had my daughter. So 18 years ago and, you know, last year or this year, I would be like, why aren't I achieving? Why aren't I getting as much done as I did then? And I watch people do that. I'm not the same as I was 20 years ago. And you're not. Your brain changes, right? You might be better as a consultant who thinks about broadly than a really tunnel vision thinker when you're 20. Like you might not need, you might not be able to focus as much with noise as you could then. So, so when an office might change to one of those arenas where everybody's working together, that might not be ideal. You have to really be your own, you know, the world's leading expert in you. And like, how do I work best? Do I need to go in a room and wear headphones or shut the door? No matter what age you are, right? So I looked back onto like, why was I functioning so much better then? I was younger, but I also had two assistants and they were great. And they were like, I, I, I don't, I, I sometimes we forget like the infrastructure. Like if, if, if you look, think, look back to school and think I was so much brighter when I was at school. Yeah, you had deadlines, you had teachers, you had accountability, you had all this other people around you. When you're left to your own working out of your house, new ball game. So new tools are needed. And, and that's what I'm finding. And so I'm a little, uh, I feel like imposter syndrome because that you called me an expert and I feel like I'm only a student. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm only a student. I'm an expert in me. I'm a semi-expert at my kids. Yes, we but, are lifelong students. We're I'm also high, high achievers, right? So it's kind of never enough. We always want to know more, climb higher. Yeah. And I feel like this is just such a key aspect of our conversation here is that being that expert in yourself or just knowing what right. works for you. Because the That's first right. thing we talked about was, you know, that root cause of when you mm -hmm. feel brain fog, when you feel you can't focus, um, you know, is it mindfulness? Do you need to just organize yourself better or is there a deeper cause, right? Yeah. And secondly, now we're talking about those aspects of your environment, of everything. Are you better at having that bigger picture, that ego of you? You know, we need people yeah. like that. Are you better with details? We need, the world needs people like that, you know, who are detailed. And so what yeah. kind of focused person are you? And what are kind of your talents kind of your brain's talents, right? Mm -hmm. That you can really utilize. Because we talk about character strengths, you know, we talk about values and in coaching, sometimes we explore that. But here's something important here that we're talking about the talents of your brain, basically. Yeah, and also partnership. Like, who do you need? You know, I'm realizing I need to some days get out of my house um, and work somewhere else. I need accountability. I need somebody saying, hey, where's that PDF you promised me? Like, you're great because we interacted and you're like, you're so orderly and together. I'm, a, I'm actually, even though I have all these certifications, I'm a creative person. I'm more creative than I am anything else, more than I am funny, more than I am a good mom, more than I am pretty or anything. I am creative and I've never expressed it in a career way. So it's always seeping out and distracting me all over the place. And I have to keep branding it in. And finally, this just this like recently when my daughter told me, mom, you have to write a book. You finally have to tell your story and write a book about early childhood trauma stuff and resilience and all that. 
And I'm finally writing it. I finally started it because it was taking me away from, because my that is my strength and I, I keep suppressing it. And it keeps popping up when I'm trying to do other things like popcorn, just like, oh, there's another line I could use or here's another chapter I could do. And it was all just stuck in my head. So one of the first tools I'm gonna share with you that I use, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, is the brain drain. It's like just getting it out of your head onto a piece of paper, onto the computer. And I have big butcher paper and I just write stuff and scribble and cross it off. And I like the big piece of paper because it's like a big expansive way to think. And I don't like constricting anything. So I use that. And then I go, when I sort through it, I go and transfer it onto the computer. So, so for my book, for instance, I've just, right now I've just got, oh, the story about that time mom practiced witchcraft. <laughs> like, oh, the story when, you know, dad you know blah 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 like there's i have all these crazy stories so I, I just started writing them down and then i'm putting them into order after that but i had to get it out of my brain because mm. it was waking up at three in the morning and our brain does not like open loops so if you have this thing that you want to do that's an open loop so your brain will keep triggering you if you can do that before bed i know we talk about sleep a lot if i can do that before bed my body doesn't need to wake me up at two in the morning to remind me, right? Or if I wake up at two in the morning and it does anyway, I can go just write it down and be like, okay, it's like I'm filing it, right? And I can close that loop a little bit and I can say it's safe now, that idea, I'm not gonna lose the idea. I don't have to keep getting like on alert about it. And I can breathe. You know, just. You know, even when I talk about it, I get so excited and I have to breathe and like calm my ass down. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I love that idea because I've been having so many creative clients as well, who just to have that creative mind, but kind of mm -hmm. a scattered creative mind, right? There are yeah. constantly ideas yeah. and things. And, and so I love your tip of just putting it out on paper or a huge piece of yeah. paper that you have or just, but then how it. do you avoid chaos you know if you just put it all yeah. on a million papers how do you avoid because that I, kind of because i get it out quickly yeah i get it out quickly because it's that urgent and then i sort it and i go and i organize it after it's out and then i cross out each thing as i i wish i had the paper here um but i'll take a picture of it and I'll, i don't know if you have links or anything like that it's a big like um it's like newsprint and it's not expensive and you just go at staples or i don't know if you have staples there mm. but like and you just it's really inexpensive and i love it but, uh, so i mean i like to paint on big canvases too so that's i like big like that for ideas and then you know arrows and stuff you know like i just squeeze it all in and then i go organize it and then from there i you know then it's on my computer and then so like for now i'm doing things chronologically even though the book won't be chronological it's like at least i know where to find it so mm. for, sometimes it's just getting it out like a purge and the and the author of um of of a book called um getting things done for teens, which I bought for my son, um, take control of your life in a distracting world. This is a great book, but what I loved about it was that it's for teens. So it actually has like, I still like books with pictures. <laughs> I'm very visual, <laughs> but it's also a simplified version. Who even has time to read a whole book? Like, so I have a zillion and 92 self-help books and I've read the first 17 pages of some of them <laughs> like <laughs> yeah right i think it's going to work via osmosis if i put it next to my bed um so this one was great and he's the one who talks about the open loops and he tells you specifically how the brain works there's a moment where you go oh that's why i do that thing it's not that i'm bad at being focused or i'm bad at keeping you know on one tangent instead of being totally tangential it's 
it's that there's millions of years of DNA and survival methods for, that our body has acquired that are making our autonomic nervous system, which is like automatic behaviors happen. And that when you, when you find out what it's doing, it brings you this awareness of it. And you can forgive yourself at that point. You can go, oh yeah, me versus me and my 10% of consciousness is supposed to fight millions of years of evolution and, and override that. Like that's a big job. But when we create awareness around it and go, oh, that's that, you know, that's me stepping into my mammal brain and that kind of competitive, you know, survival method that I'm going to. So that, that brings me to this book, which is not a well, I don't think that many people know about this book. Um, her name's Loretta Graziano Bruning, and she talks about the mammal brain. And the reason I'm even bringing this up in this discussion is that it talks about how we are all, we have this tendency for millions of years of of our, you know, in our DNA of seeing where we are in a hierarchy all the time. So we're constantly comparing ourselves to others. And when we feel superior, we get a dopamine hit. And when we get that dopamine hit, it feels good. And when it feels good, or it, it doesn't necessarily feel good at what it does is it encourages us to con continue the drive of whatever we were doing that brought that feel good. And so when we're in this space where we're where we don't feel good, it threatens us in some way of, of like not belonging, not being part of the tribe, not being part of the center group. Think about like prey animals, horses, right? You wanna be in the center front, you know, you you wanna be in a, in a safe place. And, and when they like mate bulls, they put the, the healthiest female with the healthiest male in the center. If you're on the periphery, that's where you're going to get more likely to be picked off. Even pedophiles will talk about like they're going to look for the girl who doesn't have the friends, who's alone and is lonely. It, it, it happens in high school. Look at the in-group and then there's somebody on the outskirts. We have this drive to be the, the good one, the one who's like achieving, right? And when we're not, there's old me messaging in our autonomic nervous system saying, be, be, be afraid. Now, it's not really you know, we don't have to worry about being abandoned on the Serengeti because we're not on the Serengeti and we have access to food and shelter, right? But our body has misinformation in a way, right? That this kind of like scanning you know, hypervigilance that tells us that we're not. And the reason I bring it up in terms of focus is because it's a huge emotional drag to constantly be comparing ourselves or telling ourselves negative things. Our hormones, when we tell ourselves negative things, it listens. It doesn't know if that's real threat or not. We keep threatening ourselves by telling ourselves that. And it depletes our energy and it makes us less effective. So the mindfulness or coaching on mind shifting or exercising and getting out some of the angst and all the lifestyle things we talk about, they do matter. And some of it's because of this. So her book is so fascinating. I don't know why more people, I don't know. I think it should have been on the top. I think it's like a self-published book or something. But what's so fascinating is she kind of talks about that and you think, oh God, I wish I knew that in high school, right? Yeah. It, because, and, and I wish I, I understood that's why everyone's judging each other. That's why people are judging me. That's why I'm judging them. It's our mammal brain part partially. And if I just understood that's that lower level kind of like, base thinking that's autonomic, then I can let it go and it doesn't feel so personal. 
it's sometimes about them and also we're doing it so we can't hate them for doing it because we're doing it all day long we want some judgment we, we want to if there's a hot fire and we go to put our hand in it we want the judgment that says no be afraid of that that's hot that's not good for you right we need judgment we go tell kids use good judgment and then we're like don't judge we're all going to judge we're judging all the time and we're judging ourselves but there's a tipping point to where judging ourselves no longer serves us because it's triggering cortisol and, and, emo and emotions and then hormones and things in our body uh, could could even trigger our cell danger response. It can cause, you know, our own thoughts can cause inflammation. So if we just like realize some of this and have awareness about it, we can let go of some of that emotional drag and we can keep some of our energy and it becomes beautiful. Like, wow, aren't we so divinely like or magnificently whatever word you want to use created like how fascinating is that so it's kind of like again falling in love with yourself of your of, of how intricately designed we are and going yeah my body's doing what it was supposed to do for millions and millions of years that's all moving on like take the yes. best leave the you know and then um you can like let go of the part that's no longer serving you easier because you understand it better now a lot yeah. of self-forgiveness in that because we've been going through life going like oh i suck at this i suck at that and i suck at trying not to suck and you know <laughs> it's not helpful and i just so love how in that book in that idea that's this is exactly what my dear healthy high achievers and perfectionists need to hear because that right there just I encourage everyone to just read. I will start reading that book right after this. <laughs> I'll just get it. So good. So what's super? In, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no worries. Sorry. You just realize that it's not all you. Yeah. So you just realize that it's something you know evolutional. It's something, some part of your brain, and you can just learn how to distance yourself from that. Not beat yourself up, but understand yeah. it and be like, oh, that's this part of my brain doing that now. You know, and you yeah. just realize why that is there, in which situations it is good to push yourself or to compare a bit, or but in which yeah. situations, like you say, it just does not serve us. So there's yeah, yeah. a sense of just understanding the bigger picture of this. There's a mm -hmm. sense of, in the beginning of this interview, right, diving deeper into functional medicine, if we feel mindfulness and focus hacks and productivity tips are not working. Mm -hmm. And then there's those tips for those chaotic, scattered, a million ideas and projects minds. Yeah. To cope with that, to be more mindful, to put it on paper, to put it. Do you have any other uh, yes. super tiny useful tips for that? Yeah, I do. Um, when any of this is happening and we go into that place of in the loop of comparing or feeling badly or being stressed. That is our sympathetic nervous system going into fight or flight or freeze, right? And um, and so some of us will just procrastinate and it's kind of might be a little stuck there because it, that's kind of a maybe even a form of freeze. I have not read this somewhere. It just feels like it to me like, wow, I'm just kind of staying in this place here because I don't want to avoid that something harder. And I just kind of stay there. Um, when you're in fight or flight or freeze, that is your sympathetic nervous system. The other side that's also important in your autonomic nervous system is your parasympathetic. And I always get them confused. I think whoever named it sympathetic was like, didn't do a very good job because that sounds like a really nice thing. The parasympathetic is actually the one that is rest and digest and tend and befriend. And that's where higher thinking is. 
So the only way I can remember this is I imagined my grandma parachuting in. Para means aside, like like she's aside me going, you need something to eat, honey. Like, like you know, like kind of like, or like, how can I help you? You know, and then so then I realized, okay, sometimes I see my grandma parachuting in, sometimes it's me being there for myself, going, you know, maybe you just don't do that, go into that loop again about being terrible. Like, you know, so that's the parasympathetic, and that's how I remember it. Probably other people have better brains who remember it easier than I do. Um in that parasympathetic, the way that we can get there, which allows us to go, instead of just our mammal brain, we can go into higher thinking and higher on our, in, in, in the brain of um, like, you know, limbic and cortex. And that is where creativity and bonding and more expansive thinking comes from. And it is triggered or activated through the vagus nerve and the way to get to the vagus nerve is through breathing. That is one way. There's several ways. So I will tell you now, what I do is, um, and what what anyone can do anywhere is, you take a deep breath, and then your exhale is longer than your inhale. And you did you breathe in through your nose, and then ha. You don't have to breathe out loud and say the ha breath. I like to, it creates a vibration and that vibration can be um, discerned by our ear um, that's connected to a bone in our skull, which triggers our parasympathetic or our, our vagus nerve. Gargling, splashing cold water on our face also does it. Um, but that longer exhale is, especially when it's nasal breathing, that's, there's, that's a whole other tangent that I won't go into, but breathe in through your nose and you can breathe out through your nose or do the ha breath. If you create a vibration there, that can get you there faster. And you might need to do a few of them. So mm -hmm. that's, what's great about that is you can reverse engineer, you can be in a stress state and you can do that. And then your body calms down because back to the Serengeti, if you were running and afraid of tigers, you wouldn't be taking long breaths. Your body knows, oh, this long, these long breaths, that means I'm in a calmer state. And it complies and it like cooperates and takes you into it's like a the cell danger response has this 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 information highway, and the vagus nerve has this information highway sending messages. It sends the message of like, oh, we're safe to be calm now. Okay. So it's reverse engineering it just by breath. Mm. And that, so to me, all of this, when you need to get to that place and you want to go to higher thinking, or you want to be, you're going to go into an important conversation with a loved one, or you're going to talk to your kids and you want them to get out of defense mode, taking some breaths or waiting until they're not going to be able to receive your information. If they're in their, in their brainstem, mammal brain, survival brain, sympathetic state and you're up here in your you know higher thinking brain like it's not going to connect and you don't want to go down to their level that's not going to get you anywhere if you can somehow get them or yourself if you're if it's reversed into this other level then you can really that's where real cooperation happens and real bonding and love and so it's a really great tool that we just carry around with us yeah. all the time that is powerful that is truly powerful and uh, I remember, you know, gargling as well, yes, singing. And I just yes. remember this moment when I went for the first time to a functional medicine practitioner. And he mm -hmm. talked to me about the vagus nerve, right? That I needed to stimulate it more by gargling, by the breathing exercise. And he said, or by singing. And I was mm -hmm. just sitting there perplexed because 
singing is my biggest passion ever oh. since childhood and of course i've I was very perfectionistic about it. <laughs> of course, as a high achiever, comparing myself to Adele and Christina Aguilera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like, wow, it's my biggest passion as well that will help me now to yeah. feel and to feel better. So now yeah. I'm like, I just need to go singing because I'll feel better with that. <laughs> so yeah, anything that yeah. just yeah do you sing in the shower or do you because if you sing with other people that's also like a very much of a bonding co-regulating really powerful thing i want to do that more yeah the shower then here in peru i work as a singer in hotels and bars but it's mostly, wow. singing, it's mostly singing alone but i'd love to sing with another voice you know because just that connection when you layer it it's just uh -huh. um that harmony or that connection so yeah, the human connection as well, right? The hugs, just that physical touch. That's what oh, brings us that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my passion is just, is just deep into that connection stuff. I just, I love it. Mm. I don't, I can't sing. In fact, as a, a holiday present, I should send you a video of me singing. And then you can use that to counter your, you can't reach Adele. You'll be like, I am so much better than Michelle. <laughs> your mammal brain can go like, yes. Yeah, I can compare <laughs> myself to you and feel good. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like dying cats. It's really bad. And I really, I wish, I mean, that's something I wish I, I really could do, but I really can't. So, um, so <laughs> be happy in it. Like, don't stop. You know, that's a no. gift from the I universe. Can't. That, I can't. Yeah. Good. And see, I can't stop getting, I can't, I got to write the story. Like, to me, that's, that's the thing is like, and so that's the other thing with high achievers is like, I went into the hedge fund to make money. I mean, it wasn't that I was passionate. I'm actually like, I'm terrible with investing. I just did it, the people person. So I did that for the money. And then the functional medicine stuff, I did it to heal. And like, but my, you know, my passion, passion, I am passionate about all that. But there's also like, you know, at some point I'm done. Um, I, I need to be done collecting other people's research and parroting it. You, you know, sometimes I extrapolate it and put it together in ways like I did today with two different books or whatever, but creative content that's original and creative artistry that is original, that's a whole other level. So yeah. sometimes we're driving ourselves to try and be better, but the, but like the highest level of being our best is being our most authentic, our most ourselves that's where like, that's where the nectar is. That's like where the really good stuff is. So if somebody's frustrated at their job and you know, that would be an emotional drag and they're not getting out what they need to do, maybe create a schedule where like one night a week, you know, you're or two nights a week or in the shower, you're singing or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like put some of your passion in there because the biggest motivator and drive for success for me and also for healing and wellness wasn't addressing all the problems. It was having something worth living for that I couldn't wait to get up and do. And, you know, and for years that was my children or other things I make learning about this stuff. Like it was drive to succeed because of like, I'm passionate about it and energized by it. And it's fun. And I can't, you know, that kind of thing. That's a whole other kind of like purposeful drive that, that is dopamine hit dopamine. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, pinball machine of dopamine, you know, ball. I don't know. It's like ding, 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 ding you know. Beautiful. So it's that purpose, that connection, doing something that you love. And what you said is really crucial, doing something that comes from you. And I mm -hmm. always, I often talk about focusing on output instead of input. 
because we read so many books, we process so much information, but really what can come out of you originally, your creative side, and we all have that. I used to think I'm, I was not a creative person because I was very structured and more the detail nitty gritty kind of person. But then we all have a creative side. Then I realized I was very creative in problem solving. You know, I could just find solutions to anything. And that is creativity in itself. Knowing how to connect with people, knowing how to bring a group of people together and see that they all get along well, you know, being that connector, that is creativity. It's not all just about arts. So engineers are creative. Like they think, you know, you have to have a paintbrush. No, you don't have to have a paintbrush. You can, you know, you can have a a protractor too and be creative, (laughs) you know. Beautiful. Michelle, you gave us so much to think about in this interview. I would just let you keep going for another hour, but I'm sure people are listening to this on their walk or their run or on the bus or maybe at home. And I like to keep them concise, but this one is just jam-packed with a lot of good stuff to think about and a lot of great tips. So thank you so much, Michelle. Is there anything last words that you want to share or where can we find more about you that's that's also um, very important and your book okay. <laughs> the book no is very it will someday be out um and i would say um follow me on instagram michelle gillette underscore it's not all life coachy it's not all functional medicine it's a mishmash some of it's my family but it's from the heart and that's where i put most of my you know sometimes it's it's appropriate and sometimes it's not (laughs) mostly it is, but like, uh, I would say go there. Um, and I would say for people who, um, uh, there's one insight timer, um, meditation that I really love. And, um, that is by deepen your focus and flow at work. Um, Jeffrey Davis, that's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. If you can send me the link, I'll share that in the in the show notes. I will send that link. Yep. This book is I Mammal by Loretta Bruning. And this one was Getting Things Done by David Allen. And then um, of course I have to mention Mindful Revolution. It's www.mindfulrevolution.io. And that is based in South Africa with a presence in the UK and in Germany. And I am helping them grow in the US. So that is for employee wellness programs, fabulous group of people. And um, so definitely check that out. Anyone with in an office environment where they want someone like myself to come in and do, um, and and the facilitators there out of South Africa to come in and do very bespoke um, tailored programs for wellness at work. We do that and it is via Zoom, but personalized. So, you know, for focus, yeah, for focus to like, you know, lessen the attrition with all this, you know, people leaving work, how to function with hybrid working better, all those kinds of things we use. It's all data-driven and it is evidence-based and originally was formulated at, at um, Harvard, the science behind it. So it's a, with a lot of numbers and data, data, data. So for the left brain thinkers who want numbers, the return on investment is measurable and all that. So all definitely right. check that out. I gave you a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no. Good, good, good. It's I love hearing how these initiatives just keep growing over countries, over the world. You know, now that we're in this world of Zoom, there are no borders anymore. You know, <laughs> it's just I feel like I know so many people and I don't even realize I have never seen them in person, but I have like a, a Zoom friendship, you know, <laughs> or collaboration. Yes. So it's really um, incredible. 
Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for all your tips and great input. Thank you so much for your time today. And I saw your Christmas decorations there. Um, so I'm wishing you happy holidays as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And for anyone listening, thank you. Dear Achievers, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your friends, anyone who needs to hear this. You're super welcome to join us at healthyhighachievers.community as well. See you there.